and thank you, God, for stopping the Dion hype train. Oh my God, Duck fans, what a game. Anyone who's really been paying attention to Colorado and Duck football, I think you had uh, an inkling of what this game would be. I think you knew that maybe the Buffs were a little overhyped, maybe the Ducks were flying under the radar, but I'll tell you this, I didn't know it was going to be 42-6. to You know, I didn't know it was almost going to be a shutout. But it was a wonderful surprise. I knew it was going to be a dominating victory for the Ducks. But holy cow. Let's get into it. This is the Sunday sermon for Addicted to Quack. We got 12 hot quacks, which is kind of a pun on takes. Not really a pun. Sorry. Sorry. Number one, stripe out. It was a stripe out. This is something that Duck fans are famous for being not very good at. The whole coordinating thing, you know, the whole color coordinating, the whole getting all the fans to do one thing or another. Well, this time it worked out. It worked out pretty well. It looks good. You could sell green, yellow, green, yellow, these distinctions. I will say there were times you could be like, I can I can pick out all those, you know, yellow, yellow, yellow and a green over in this green section, oh, look, all this, this whole family's wearing yellow. Like, they truly did not get the call. Like, go online. We posted it everywhere. But uh, overall, it looked good. Definitely a good starting spot. I, I hope we continue this tradition. I hope we get better and better. Honestly, maybe we should just do, like, all yellow. Even then. I, I'm not sure if we could pull it off, but it was nice to see we tried. Number two, QB play. Now, this is QB play for, for everyone here because we got Ty Thompson. He was in there. He did, a pre, he did a pretty good job. His main MO was to go in there and kill some clock, kill the game, basically. Didn't quite work out, but, uh, yeah, he, went, he had a good game. I mean, he didn't miss a single pass, so there you go. Shadur Sanders was basically shut down, and for them to have a chance, he was going to have to be everything for them. He was, but he didn't do much. Shadur Sanders, 23 of 33, 159 yards, one touchdown. Threw a couple of balls that could have been picks that weren't, but, you know, played played pretty clean overall. Just uh, got his clock Rung a couple of times, too. A lot of sacks in this one, which is wonderful to see. Bo Nix was not perfect, but did pretty damn good. 28 of 33, 276 yards, three touchdowns thrown, one touchdown ran in even, one interception. The interception was bad, especially from my angle, because I was lucky enough to be at this game, thanks to a couple of wonderful listeners who gave me and a friend a free ticket. The friend had never been in an Austin game. No, it's not Aaron. But it was a different friend who never been in an Austin game. He had a blast. He's a good luck charm. Keep sending us tickets because uh, this guy, I mean, he's been, we've only blown out the opponents every game he's been at. So, just saying. Um, but, yeah, that, that one pick from my angle, it was clear Bonix just didn't see the guy. And he's usually a real sure quarterback. I'm not too worried about it. But uh, that one blemish, you know, keeps you something to work on, something to watch in tape. Because otherwise, he was just about perfect. Uh, most experienced QB in the nation, right? Maybe of all time. For a little while, anyways, yeah. Um, number three, running 
through the ball carriers. Let's run through them because we had a surprising amount. Bucky Irving almost got that buck, almost got 100. 10 carries, 89 yards, 25 long, just tore through this defense. Jordan James for a freshman, ooh boy, 7 carries, 54 yards, got a touchdown, 23-yard long. Noah Whittington, I do believe, was injured. We'll get into that in a little bit. But 8 carries, 45 yards, had a touchdown. Also uh, a threat in the uh, – actually, no, he did not catch a ball. No, he did. He got one ball for one yard, so maybe not so much today, but usually is. Um, Casey Rogers with the run of the game, with the play of the game. Oh, my God, that was so fun to watch. 18 yards he had on that. Dan Lanning, I mean, we used to you know, say big balls chip. I think Dan Lanning's balls are just as big as Chip Kelly's. I swear. Nuts. I cannot believe he went for it. That was so fantastic. Oh, that was my that was the play of the game. Really snatched momentum. Kind of like when we did the onside kick against UCLA last year. It felt like that. Huge momentum. Bo Nix got that touchdown, as we said. Ty Thompson was was very efficient. Uh, or, you know, he only ran three times, but he had an 11-yard run. He, he's, he really does have a good pair of legs on him. Jaden Lamar got in there. Dante Dowdell got in there. Um, Gary Bryan Jr. had an unsuccessful sweep. But the, quite a few runners on this team. Troy Franklin, number four. I'm, well, he's number 11, but I'm saying number four of my 12 hot takes, hot quacks, whatever. Number four, Troy Franklin was just the MVP. Eight catches, 126 yards, two touchdowns, 36-yard touchdown in there, and got a two-point conversion. Just made it. He was such a threat. Colorado had to worry about him every second of this game. And that opened it up for everybody else. But also, we could get to him even when he was covered, seemingly. If it was one-on-one, Bo Nix was not afraid to throw it in his direction. He had a hell of a game. Could have been worse or better from our perspective. But you just got to shout him out. Number five, DB's a strength. Now, we're Duck fans. We're always worried that the defensive backs ain't going to do very well. Well... They were fantastic. And honestly, I think they're a straight-up strength on this team. I think they could compete for one of the best defensive backfields in this conference, which is really what's going to win you, I feel. Because we got plenty of great offenses. Washington, USC, you know, a few others. Wazoo, certainly. But defenses... There's fewer of those, certainly not paired with an elite offense. And so I think it's something pretty great there. I I mean, especially Kyrie Jackson. You know, he had that one bad pl- or a couple bad plays against Texas Tech, but he has completely redeemed himself in my eyes. A couple of times he could have turned some of those uh, passes batted away into picks, but that's, you know, a little nitpicky there. Kyrie Jackson, three passes defended. Just overall great game, locking down. You know, uh, Colorado's receiving threats. And, like, that is why, even when they were down, Shadur Sanders was still checking down, still going for these little, you know, little dink and dunk passes that he was hoping there'd be a missed tackle and that they would break off. There were barely any missed tackles in this. There was tons of gang tackles. And they kept trying to play that game, but our defensive backs weren't having it. 
everyone was locked down. And then so it made, you know, as long as you just did your sure thing, you were taking care of business. And taking care of business is what we did there. That final Colorado drive, this is number six here. That was a really interesting one to watch. We had a lot of our, I believe a lot of our starting line on defense in there, but a lot of everyone else, and even some of the line, those were backups. You know, some backups with a ton of experience, like Steve Stevens and stuff. But overall, that were, those were the number twos. But there was still a lot on the line. Because anyone in Austin knows we were shoot, we were going for the shutout. We desperately wanted the shutout. And Shadur Sanders and all them were still on the field. You could tell they wanted a touchdown too. It would have meant a lot to stop them. Bryce Betcher, I thought he was going to do it, but couldn't quite bring down the tackle on that fourth down play. They eventually get the touchdown. Overall, it's still good because you get valuable tape on players who have less tape than starters. You know, and that's meaningful. You're going against, you know, a team that was much hyped. So I'm glad Dan Lanning did it. I'm glad he didn't call the dogs off too early, too. You know, that would have been a bigger sign of disrespect than anything else. But, um, yeah, uh, that was good. Like, this is why what made the Chip Kelly team so good is that you got the backups in to play against, you know, good teams to to practice talking about practice practice let's go to the rushing defense because that was I mean Colorado has not been a good rushing team this season absolutely not their line has not stood well up against anybody and against the Ducks they continue to not do very well most of the time they were rocking about one yard rushed you know which is beautiful to see on that wonderful scoreboard in Oregon and then in much of the like second and third, it was negative 33 yards because they include the sacks, obviously, which is a little goofy, but it looked great. Negative 33. There was a point where they nearly had more penalty yards called against them than actual passing yards, than actual yards even. That was the that was the real game that we were watching. I can tell. Duck fans were looking for anything, you know. Um, but we held them. I mean, our, our D-line. Is looking great. I'm absolutely loving them. It's easy to look great against Colorado if you got a competent line, but uh, still, I mean, Russian was was 40 yards after all the you know the negative 34 sack yards Shadur Sanders had or whatever it was. Fantastic play. Love to see my boys out there. Casey Rogers had hell of a game, especially when you take into play that uh you know that fake punt. Oh, and also the the way the punter sold that fake punt deserves an Oscar. It was wonderful. Penalty plagued number nine. That is right. We had nine penalties for eighty yards. That is concerning when we're at home, when it's been a problem over and over and over. Yes, this is not a great space to be. I mean, fortunately. Colorado is even worse. 12 penalties for 106 yards. Even worse. Absolutely nuts. But a lot of those penalties were in the same spots that they've been in the other games for the Ducks, which is on the offensive line. We had offensive holding, a false start, a false start, uh, another false start. Yeah. That's not great. And I think what will determine 
whether we're a Pac-12 champion or not this season, is if we can limit these penalties. Because I'm feeling good about the defensive backfield. Uh, overall, the defense, I think, is good enough to slow down some of the best offenses in the Pac-12 and then to really hurt a lot of the other ones. Um, the offense is going fantastic. It's it's going to come down to how often we shoot ourselves in the foot. Now, fortunately, we were so dominant in this game that even when they were starting to stack up against us, we were still able to, you know, convert on fourth down or something like that. Or, or just a huge play would break off and it would just eliminate the yards we just lost. But that's not always going to happen. And so that'll determine where we go. But, yeah, I mean, it's less, less than Texas Tech. We can say that at least. Less than Colorado had. <laughs> Number nine, Sacktown. Now, oh, you've heard of Quacktown, USA? Well, this is Sacktown, USA. Because the Ducks had seven, count them, seven sacks, which is great to hear when going into this season we were very concerned about our lack of pass rush. Well, we do have a pass rush. Will it hold up against better offensive lines? We don't know. Many offensive lines are better than Colorado's. But um, it's, you know, it's good to see that. We did live in their backfield. Shadar Sanders is known for holding on the ball maybe a little too much, and we made him pay for it. So it would have been concerning if we didn't get to him, but we did seven times. So let's let's continue to build on the success, which is especially nice when you see like Mateo Uyunglele and um, uh, Birch like getting back there. And, you know, those are newbies coming out and having success newbies to the team, and that bodes well to the future, man. Young Concrete. Gotta love him. Number 10, turnover battle. We finally lost the turnover battle, which I don't like, but it's true. Turnover battle, 1-0 to zero we lose, which overall for the season gives us 6-1 to one advantage still because we had not turned over the ball yet, which is wonderful. We already talked about the pick. It was pretty bad. We could have gotten some turnovers, I imagine, you know, if if our DBs had a little bit better hands. But overall, I'm not complaining about that. Only turned it over once. And um, Tez Johnson did fumble, but he recovered it. So, hey, good hands. Wonderful. Number 11, Noah Whittington is down. Now, if you know anything about Dan Lanning, he does not love talking about injuries, which goes to show you when he does talk about injuries, probably means it's a pretty serious one. In this one, he straight up said, Noah Whittington will be down multiple weeks, I think quite a bit. I didn't actually see the injury, but just judging from Dan Lanning's tone... Seems like this is a serious one, folks. Like, it's going to be a while, which sucks. I mean, it's a position that, you know, we're pretty... We got some depth, absolutely. Especially Jordan James really coming on. Dante Dowler looks good. But tough to see because he could actually... He, he was having a season where he looked to be possibly our best running back. And that's saying something when you got Bucky Irving there. So I don't think we'll miss too much of a, of a step. But we're missing a great player, and that that's tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Uh, no Whittington heal up, 
We'll see you soon. Now we got the bottom 11, number 12, our final little quack take in which we look at the other teams in the Pac-12, the bottom 11, if you will. USC had to hold on to beat Arizona State. Arizona State gave them a hell of a game. I mean, when USC scored, it was pretty just bing, 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 boom. But Arizona State did enough to disrupt them. They held, you know, quote-unquote, held them to 42, which against USC, that's something. Uh, it was a three-point game, like, in the third quarter as well. And uh, the, I don't know. It was fun to watch ASU rally. I think Kenny Dillingham does have some people inspired. Just he's going up a—I mean, that's an uphill battle. Power to him. It would have been pretty damn funny for out of all the teams for ASU to beat USC. I don't know. Hopefully they don't get it going by the time we're playing them. But Cal at Washington. Good news for Duck fans. Cal did score 32 points. Bad news for Duck fans. Washington scored 59. They actually scored 14 points before the offense got on the field. Yeah. Cal, that's more like a Cal being bad thing, but Washington's a damn good team. There's there's just no way around that. Number 22, UCLA at number 11, Utah. 14 to 7? You don't hear that score very often. 14 to 7. Utah wins with backup quarterback Nate Johnson, though Cam Rising did dress, so that's a good sign for the future. UCLA, they get a pick six really early on. I think like the second play or something like that. Their second offensive play. Dante Moore is going to be a good QB, but he, no one's, no freshman QB is going to be ready to go take on any Utah team in Salt Lake City. Um, I would be worried if I was a UCLA fan. If I was a Utah fan, I'd just be riding the wave because you got a lot of injuries. You're 4-0. I'd feel pretty proud of that. Even though it's, I mean, you should score more than one offensive touchdown, but whatever. Number 14, Oregon State loses to 21, Washington State, 38-35. to Though it was actually more of a wazoo win than that even. Because they were up by like 21 points at some point. They just kind of held the lead. Oregon State is a good team. Uh, their offense makes it so I don't believe they will be competing for a Pac-12 championship game, but I think they will definitely be the spoilers. They can they can beat just about anyone. Maybe. We'll see. Wazoo is the dark horse, man. What if Wazoo won the Pac-12? Whew. I'd almost be rooting for it if I wasn't a diehard duck. And finally, Arizona at Stanford. Jaden Delora got injured. The backup rallies to get the win over a terrible, terrible Stanford team. A Stanford team that we will be taking on this Saturday. I'm Adam Chamel. This has been your Sunday sermon. Go Ducks. We'll see you Tuesday or Wednesday when we post our main feed episode. Bye, quack quack.